Welcome back to another episode of Let's Remake a Movie. Prepare to have your mind blown by horrendous plotlines, unforgivable mashups, and so many explosions. Podcast not sponsored by Michael Bay. Suit up, strap in, and let's remake a movie. In this episode, we make an episode of The Mandalorian where the Mando goes out on a mission, leaves Baby Yoda behind, some bad guys show up, and Baby Yoda reenacts the plot of Home Alone. Oh, by the way, before we get started with our main programming, we'd like to shout out our sponsor, Olive Garden. On the heels of Joe Rogan's podcast deal with Spotify, many other companies have decided to get into the podcasting game. And one of those is Olive Garden, our favorite Italian fast food chain. So now that Olive Garden is a special sponsor of this podcast for $500 million, we'd like to have everybody share their fond memories of dining at Olive Garden. My favorite part about Olive Garden salad is you can actually see some of the chef's hair in it when you actually like put it on your plate. <laughs> and that's just like, you just know it was made with love. Oh, did listen. So what? So the, the, the hair adds the love, Josh, is what you're saying. It adds the, the love. Hair yeah, it, it love. keeps okay. me coming back to Olive Garden. Yeah, because many other restaurants, Panera doesn't have a hair in the salad. No, exactly. Love. Just reminds you of your Italian grandmother. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it makes it feel more homey. It makes it feel more genuine. Mamma mia. All right. So, so, Sean, what are some of your favorite Olive Garden memories? I think my personal favorite thing about Olive Garden is the fact that uh, I have actually done something really nice here in my community, if I may toot my own horn for a second. So what I've done is I've gone into Olive Garden and mind you, I, I've got like a scarecrow that sort of dressed up like me. So uh, technically, I'm still sitting there. But uh, so what I do is I order an endless soup, salad and breadsticks and I sit there and I collect more and more breadsticks and I stuff them into my pants. And what happens is then I go outside and I feed the flocks of my followers as though I am Christ uh, performing miracles and perform my own loaves and fishes with Olive Garden breadsticks and their endless soup and salad. So you're an Olive Garden Jesus is what you're saying. I like to think of myself as less a Messiah, more a prophet, but yes. Well, I mean, in the Bible, there was there was the whole part where Jesus brought the never ending possible, remember? <laughs> oh, who can forget? That was the most that's my favorite Bible story is the never ever ending possible. Yeah. All right. So Laura, do you have any fond Olive Garden memories? As the descendant of an Italian immigrant to America circa 1911, I find Olive Garden offensive on many levels. However, <laughs> I do appreciate their breadsticks. They are pretty, pretty awesome. But for legal reasons, why do I hate Olive Garden? Garden? Um, I don't don't hate Olive Garden. I appreciate the fact that they don't have a drink minimum. I I appreciate that (laughs) there is the decor of, of an Olive Garden, much like the Catholic churches, all is the same. You can walk into any Olive Garden from Santa Fe to New York, and they will all have the same tacky 1980s, we think, were Italian decor of, you know, <laughs> the the vines on the walls and those quintessential, like, Tuscany colors. And they're all playing <laughs> the same Frank Sinatra music on repeat as if that is going to mask the otherwise, you know, Americanized version of the cuisine. So <laughs> if nothing else, the consistency is something that I appreciate wholeheartedly. So, 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 I mean, with Olive Garden, we're talking about everything. You're letting Sean pretend he's Jesus giving up breadsticks to the followers. You get Sean's or uh, Josh is getting hair in his, his uh, salad. And Laura gets tacky uh, 1980s faux Italian aesthetic. Olive Garden, when you're uh, here... Your family. All right. Now that we've got our obligatory Olive Garden sponsorship out of the way, let's get into the main section of the programming. Home Alone, starring Baby Yoda. What's everybody got? Okay, so the premise of this is that the that Baby Yoda, who are, we are, of course, referring to as Baby Yoda I, and not the child. Are we correct on that? Yes, we're calling him Baby yes. Yoda. Yes. Okay. Okay. So he's Baby Yoda. And he yes. is obviously attempting to thwart other bounty hunters and relative bad guys attempts to find him, capture him and bring him in alive. So he has somehow concocted an elaborate scheme someplace on what planet are we saying that he's on? Cause it's definitely not the suburbs of Chicago. No, it is not. 
We could do like, I don't know, some oh, Alderaan's gone. Alderaan's gone. Maybe Tatooine, but that seems tacky. We could go Endor. What, the Ewoks? Maybe. I mean, who knows? Force Moon of Endor as the Ewoks, although yes. uh, there is some belief that perhaps it would have been devastated by the um, debris from the either the Death Star being blown up or something else. Okay. Nuclear hmm. uh, so, fallout. Certainly not. I didn't think of which planet we would go with. What was that, uh, the casino planet from uh, oh, Last Jedi? Uh, oh, um, uh, Canto Bite. Canto Bite. There's also... There's sure. also, yeah, I'd say either that or the um, the really sketchy planet with uh, it's like all back streets from uh, the whatever the last one was. Oh, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the one where they find Zori Bliss. I forget the name of that, but I would yes. go with I would go with one of those two. I would go with I would go with let's go with Canto Bite. So it starts with um, Baby Yoda being a little brat, and he gets a, and he starts trying to do little, little kid stuff, and the man, and Mando gets annoyed with, it. and then that's how the conflict starts. And then Mando leaves for a mission, but forgets Baby Yoda. So he's left alone. So he accidentally counts the blanket in the carrier that he accidentally brought along, but not Baby Yoda. Yes. Very baby's so, day outfield. Yeah. And when this happens, was it so happened that it was like a blanket over something that was Baby Yoda shaped next to Baby Yoda with a blanket on him? And he grabbed that by accident? Or how did the mix up happen? I'm not sure, to be honest. Maybe it was just something that was Baby Yoda shaped and he was in a rush and grabbed it. And then Baby Yoda got left alone. Maybe there's some kind of indigenous, so some sort of indigenous life form. Yeah, or creature, cat-like creature snuggles in for some kind Mm. of a nap and and Baby Yoda, you know, he thought to be there, but it's it's this it's this other thing. I like that. That's a good point. Yeah, I do. I like that. Along with, as Mel Brooks recommended in Spaceballs, a piece of Baby Yoda merchandise. Oh, merchandising. It's where the real money from the movie's made. Or in this case, the Disney Plus show. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with, let's, you know what? Maybe, maybe there is a doll that's shaped like Baby Yoda and Mando accidentally grabs the doll to go on the mission. And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking it's to like top it all off. So it's sort of a situation where that makes the ears, but then there's also like Laura said, a tiny cat-like creature that, you know, cuddles up to it under a blanket and makes the purring noise. So he sees, all right, it looks like Baby Yoda. It sounds like Baby Yoda. This must be Baby Yoda. Yes. Okay. Then that's how Baby Yoda gets left home alone. Okay, so Baby Yoda gets home, left home alone because in the original Home Alone, he like uh, Kevin is very happy at first, gets into lots of shenanigans. He like eats lots of junk food, sleds down the stairs, you know, just kind of watches adult movies. So, what kind of shenanigans would Baby Yoda be getting into? I, I, I question your definition of the phrase "adult." I movies, was just thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was not, just not, the same okay, my bad, y'all. <laughs> movies that are not fit for children but aren't porn. (laughs) To be absolutely clear, he was watching a fake black and white horror violence gangster movie. Yes. That was the the staple of all of our childhoods in the 90s. Yes, that's right. Yes. The porn doesn't come in until Home Alone 3. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the Star Wars fans will kill me for saying this. Can Baby Yoda turn on the TV and it flips over to uh, whatever the father Wookiee is watching in the Star Wars Christmas special oh, that is basically yeah. Wookiee porn and be horrified and like blow the TV up? You know what? Yeah, you know what? And Baby Yoda is sad by watching it. You know what? Why not? He, it shows that he, it shows that he's a good little boy and it doesn't want to watch that filthy, filthy stuff. Yeah, they're gonna. Oh, man, the the angry t- the angry tweets from this are gonna be insane. After that, Sean, you've you've doomed it. All right. So I was thinking, is Mando taking the spaceship on the mission? Because I was thinking that Baby Yoda could like butts with the spaceship if you if man if Mando well, I, doesn't. Here's the other thing: is I think that like there's never any security in these in these huts that are that are in these locales in Star Wars. Like that True. one farm that they wandered into and stuff. There's no, there's no fences or security really. So, but no. whoever and wherever Mando is staying, he obviously has some kind of neighbors. Where whether he's staying in the sewers underneath and like the old, you know, Mandalorian hideout, or whether he's got some like beat up place that he's staying. There's definitely neighbors around for shenanigans. Like I, I picture mm-hmm. that you know he discovers he's alone. He turns on the view screen, gets immediately offended or scared by what he sees, the big bad world, and like force mm-hmm. accidentally force shoots it and it blows <laughs> up. And so now he has to find other things to do. So he'll wander around a little bit and there'll be some cute shots of him trying to jump and reach things and eventually having to use the force to like bring the cookie jar down off the counter for himself. Oh, yeah. And we got it like the thing with Baby Yoda. 
you got to have meme material. Anything Baby Yoda related, you got to be like each episode, you got to get at least three memes out. At some point, because Kevin does go grocery shopping to uh, get macaroni and cheese in the first Home Alone movie, he could uh, go out to McDonald's for some chicken nuggies. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that absolutely has to happen. Good thing. But of course, because he's so small, it'll be difficult for him to reach the counter. So he enlists the, the power of a couple of those other indigenous creatures or something and like ties them together and just tries to wobbly stand on top of them like three, uh, three gnomes in a trench coat style trying to walk into a McDonald's to order chicken nuggets for himself. Oh my God. That sounds like the cutest thing ever. I'd watch See, that. That's the meme material right there. Yes. That's absolutely the meme material. This is why we want, wanted to do this with baby Yoda because the adorableness is just so unstoppable. You can't, you can't handle the cuteness. So he, he doesn't look for Mando right away. You know, he, he wanders around, he, he's got it. And then of course, while he's trying to go get his chicken nuggies and, and shop and get some <laughs> supplies for himself, Obviously, Joe Pesci, as a bounty hunter sitting in a nearby pub, will have to spot him. <laughs> I was wondering whether it should be Joe Pesci, but let's make it Joe Pesci. He's got he's to gotta have a, 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 a sidekick, too. It's not just Joe Pesci. So who we we it's also Daniel Stern. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. It's like it. Joe Pesci as, you know, the shifty bounty hunter with like, you know, he's got a hood on. He's basically the uh, Del Toro character in uh, The Last Jedi. Yeah. But then he's also got like a droid that's voiced by Daniel Stern. (laughs) Maybe he's got like, he's got like corkscrew wires coming out of his head that makes it look like his hair. That's awesome. Oh man. That's, that's the perfect blend of home alone and baby and baby Yoda. Like, Hey, you see this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's Joe Pesci. What is Joe Pesci's bounty hunter name? I think it's Joe J O Pesh P E S H space. She S H E E, like Joe Pesci. So Joe Pesci. The name so sounds Joe exactly Pesh. the same. She. Oh my god. That just so it the, sounds the bounty exactly hunter the same. Joe Pesci and and the bounty hunter bot Marvy or what was the because his name was Marvin yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, Marv. I, I, I think it has to be Marvy. Marvy, yes. Marvy. M A R V. Yeah. So Joe Pesci and Marvy. Are sitting at the bar, and and Joe Pesh slams Marvy's robotic arm and says, "Marvy, Marvy, scan him, scan him. Does that look like who I think it is?" And then it begins the the shenanigans to try to capture Baby Yoda. Yeah. Just one, just one little little. I love that. I love that. Just one little bit. Should we have the Cantina Band theme playing as this happens? Oh yeah. I, I feel like we. Ha- I feel like I love I that think, song so much. I think you have to, but also in the Star Wars universe, I feel like the Cantina Band song played in so many cantinas across the galaxy is kind of like our actual version of journeys don't stop believing like it always plays at every bar (laughs) it plays at every bar eventually sometime in the night everybody recognizes it nobody ever really wants to shut it off it's just the background noise of your quintessential bar I love that though. That sounds so, awesome. So is the Cantina band just journey? Yeah. yeah well, basically. they are from a galaxy far, far away. That sounds like quite a journey to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <come on. laughs> oh, it's splitting my sides. Maybe that's just the acid reflux. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Listen, acid reflux is the best comedy, Sean. It's, it's all those breadsticks. <laughs> from Olive Garden, our response. You see me? I am suffering you. I am your God. I am suffering for you <laughs> and your breadsticks. <laughs> yes, that's right. Right. My God, my God. Why have you forsaken Sean with your endless pasta bread bowl? All right. So Joe Pesh and Marvy spot baby Yoda. And, the, and do they follow him and try and kidnap him and get uh, and get the money? Well, I think they have to stake it out first. Like, who is this kid? Where is he going? And they see. So they see where he's waddling in with his oversized, you know, McDonald's grab bag. And <laughs> so they, they see where he's staying. And they they know, they know that that's Mandalorian's place. So they're like, oh, we got to be careful. So they scout it out for a few hours and see that he's not home. And then they look at each other and realize he's not there with Mandalorian. He's home alone, all alone. And that's when you have that that quintessential in the van scene where they look at each other and, and realize that he is home alone. Also, just as a note, anytime you say the title of a movie in the movie, I'm All Right by Kenny Loggins should play. Like that's just that's just a general, that's just a general law. Cut to but, baby Yoda dancing like the gopher from Caddyshack. 
Yes. Oh yeah, oh, because he's totally like when he's partying inside, you know, he's got yeah, exactly. yeah. absolutely. Yes. Oh man. Oh man. That sounds that's that's so it's happening in the movie as well. Yes, yeah. it's happening in the movie. And, and we, I think Kevin does turn on loud music and like dance around the house anyway. So. Yes, he does. So we can have that. So we can have that be the meme and have it work within the story. So yeah. Right. So he'll be Perfect. dancing, around, okay. but I kind of picture like. Do you, have you guys ever seen the movie Matilda with, with Mara Wilson and how she has those psychic powers, but she's dancing yes. in the living room. And so she's got, got the poker chips, like swinging around her force style. I feel like that would be <laughs> baby Yoda's version of a dance party. Like he's, he's somehow like miraculously should... like forcing the cat to like dance midair with him <laughs> or something like he totally should be using the force to get into some childhood hijinks. Like oh, that should yeah. absolutely be a thing. Like, that's what the cat he's making hot chalky hot chalky yeah and he's like gra- he's just grabbing things with the force rather than having to go up to get them and, and then he flicks through the tv and then you know gets into that naughty thing from the holiday special and then switches it off in a panic all right so baby yoda's enjoying life by himself and, and what the point, first so night comes ha- yeah the first night yes. falls and now poor baby yeah. yoda is all alone and it's at this Aww. point also, we do need a cutaway. So night's falling. We can have like a shot of Baby Yoda nervously looking out the window with all of like the noises of a busy planet at night, like kind of seeming spooky to him. And then we have to cut to Mandalorian docking his ship somewhere and like yes. picking up the blanket and getting off of it and then realizing, oh my gosh. And getting attacked by whatever angry cat creature he just disturbed underneath and that's how he finds out that baby yoda is home alone that's his uh moment of sitting on the plane talking about did i leave the stove on no did i leave the garage open yes kevin (laughs) by the way yeah the child the child oh yes by the way terrible parenting in home alone just terrible the, the fact that it happened more than once is inexcusable yeah, child service. I guess that's why Macaulay Culkin never returned for part three is because child services took Evan away from those parents. Well, also at that point, he was an awkward teenager and it would just be weird. True. It would just be him sitting at home watching those adult movies. Also, what did Kevin McAllister's dad do for a living that he could afford to fly like 75 members of his family to Paris for Christmas? Like, what does he do for a living? He's an arms dealer. Not to mention that huge ass house. Yeah, he's an arms dealer. I'm going with I'm going with that. He's an arms dealer and he's got a fans only. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Aaron only fans. Yeah. <laughs> we're destroying. Maybe it's only fans. The one I use is fans only. Um, we're just, we're, <laughs> I don't get a lot of interest. We're really destroying the fond memories people have of Home Alone. <laughs> well, if you see what Macaulay Culkin turned out to be, I mean, I don't think we need much help. I mean, after all, this is the franchise in which Donald Trump appears and allows an unaccompanied minor to get lost. Yeah. But let's get back to the story. So we digress. Uh, so the Mandalorian gets cat scratched by some rando uh, monster that he finds in the baby blanket, looks around, searches the ship. We have to have like a montage of him with, with electric music underneath, running through the ship and running through the halls, trying to find him, and then holding up the blanket and just going, oh, crap. And, and then, of course, we have to cut back to baby Yoda. So uh, Joe Pesh and Marvi. It's now nighttime. No one's going to see him sneak in, like just in case there is any security system or anybody there. They figure this is the first time, you know, we'll be able, we'll be able to do it. And so they creep up to the door to see if this kid really is alone. And of course, poor baby Yoda sees them coming and starts panicking. So he doesn't have a plan yet. He's just like, oh my gosh, here's people for the first time. And so how's he going to scare him off that very first time? Ooh, okay. So it it should involve the force in some capacity and a childhood sense of mischief. So you, oh, oh, oh. So maybe Mandalorian's got like some extra armor lying around. And so he forces the armor to kind of like puppet style string together just long enough to look like it's some hoity-toity like like marionette (laughs) thing walking around in the Mandalorian's old armor so that when they peek in the window, they think that the Mandalorian is still there. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, that's smart. So they're scared at first, but then they have to find out that the Mandalorian's not actually there. Well, yeah, because they think that they're going to put two and two together the next morning when they see that the ship is not there. Yes. Yes. Okay. So at that point, they're like, "Okay, we're going to go back and we're going to hit him again tonight." And we know now that Mandalorian's not there, so whatever we saw must be this kid's powers. And in the meantime, that gives Baby Yoda 
like a full 12 to 16 hours to plan out his home alone escapade. Okay. All right. Now we're in a good spot. So, so yeah. So the baby has got to really enjoy messing with Joe Pesh and Marvy, who, by the way, will make great action figures. Got to make them into action figures. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's, ha- he's having fun with them. He, you know, he thinks they're there to play. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're his. Yeah. He, he wants to have fun. Yeah. He doesn't realize that they're trying to kidnap him. Poor you little know, guy. He's protecting himself, but it's also sort of like, you know. Oh, I'm bored. This is, you know, this is, yeah, yeah things to I'm play bored. with. This is fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, cause he's, yeah, cause he, he, get, he finishes his chicky nuggies. He does, like, he doesn't have anything on the TV to watch. So these, these are his playthings. Like, so, cause you think about some of the stuff that he gets into in Home Alone. It's like he, you know, slides down the sled. He, like, gets a, gets a bunch of booby traps. They fall over on marbles and stuff. So I'm trying to think of like, what are some of the. It's electrocuted. Oh, yeah. Electrocution. God. Yeah. But it has to be like in the style of Baby Yoda. So I think like that next night. Yeah, right. (laughs) That next night when they come back there. So they park their their cruiser or whatever far enough away to sneak in to grab him. And then I don't know, maybe he's got some kind of a tripwire that when they step on it or they trip over it, it triggers a mechanism that throws ground up chicken nuggets into their face and clothes. And then it just so happens that like the ne- he let loose the animals on the nearby farms. They smell the chicken on these guys. And they, they get can- chased by a rancor. Yeah, chased by, chased by one around the property for a while. That's great. Oh man. So that's like that's that. that's like before they even get into the house. Because there's all of those shenanigans that he had outside before they could even get in. That's perfect. That's awesome. Um plus it brings back a rancor, and I love a rancor. <laughs> a baby it'll be like a juvenile rancor. Oh, yeah, that's but, right. Like, there's that... a rancor nest nearby, so you know, there's a bunch of baby rancors that chase him around. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think so. This is the first time that uh, that Marvi and Joe Pesh got vanquished. So, but they've got to, they've got to have perseverance, just like Harry and, and Marv did. Yep. Yeah, and, and Baby Yoda has to continuously humiliate them more and more each time. But eventually, I think it should happen where Baby Yoda, like, eventually, like, they bring reinforcements because Baby Yoda is too much for them. And, like, then that's when Baby Yoda starts to get overwhelmed. And then maybe Mando comes back. Okay. So, babe, so basically, like, even though he doesn't know it, us as the viewers know that Baby Yoda just has to hold these guys off for, like, another hour or two because Mando is on his way back. But, he, but Baby Yoda doesn't really know that, but we as the audience know that. Yeah, but at a certain point, they call in reinforcements because they realize even if they're going to have to split the money, it's worth it because without, without reinforcements, Baby Yoda is going to take them out. So that elevates the stakes. Yeah, and what we do see is that they sort of you know, they're getting into all these booby traps, but they're inch by inch getting closer and closer to getting inside. Um, yeah. You know, so I think eventually after they get chased by the Rancor, perhaps, uh, you know, when they they finally do manage to either get away or, you know, it's sort of like uh, when C-3PO loses his limbs, like it bites off Marvy's arm or something like that. Ooh, they do that's reach good. a door. Yeah. And uh, like in the same way that uh, you or I might put a bucket of water over a door frame and you know, somebody opens the door and it spills on them. A nice steaming pot of uh, the baby Yoda's favorite bone broth is perched above the door frame. Ooh. And it <laughs> soaks uh, Marvy with some steamy hot, bo- with, uh, some steaming hot uh, bone broth as baby Yoda sips from his cup, watching them gleefully. Ooh, yeah, we got to have the sipping cup meme. We yep. gotta have the sip. We gotta have the sippy cup meme as the two bounty hunters just embarrass themselves. That'll be the equivalent of are you are you, are you wrapped up or are you thirsty for more? We should also have Baby Yoda kind of just use the use the force to kind of like twirl them around or something just to to do the magic hand thing. Yes, yes, yes. He'll do the magic hand thing. Maybe this is too meta, but what if in universe? He's using the force, you know, and every time he uses the force, he does something unintentional. So, like, he flips the TV on and he turns on the Mandalorian just in time to see, uh, what's his name say, do the magic hand thing. And so he does it and it, like, you know, suspends them in midair or something. Wait, so Baby Yoda's watching the Mandalorian? <laughs> yes. It's, it, that, that, count, that sounds a lot like Spaceballs, where they watch the movie to figure out what happens next in the movie. <laughs> And that sounds exactly like something baby you do. Just you know, you're a child, you can fuck with the laws of reality. You know what? 
Sure, let's go with it. And it should be it should be a total advertisement too. Like the Disney Plus logo shows up first. <laughs> <laughs> totally Disney shorts just a Disney Plus commercial, then it says, "Do the magic camping." <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then we cut away and like for a frame, he's wearing the Mickey Mouse ears or something. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. On that <laughs> oh man! Yeah, they're totally yeah, Baby Yoda. Smoke. <laughs> instead of smoke it's by disney because disney owns everything <laughs> yeah there's just a frame that flashes that just says yeah. subscribe to disney plus <laughs> uh, you will obey you will obey bob Iger is good you love bob Iger. bob Iger is good you love bob Iger. And he fucks with uh, Marvy's programming that that's all he can say. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bob Iger is good. Bob we, Iger is good. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Oh, I sound like yeah. Meowth, not Joe. What the fuck are you talking about with Bob Iger? Bob Iger He's is, not even in charge anymore. Bob Iger is good. I was going to say, yeah, Bob, Bob Iger. Iger's gone now. <laughs> no, we fired Bob Iger five fucking months ago. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> All right, so so we've got we've got Marvy bra- uh, brainwashed along with yeah we've got him brainwashed to promote Disney propaganda. I mean to pr- to promote Disney Plus. Eventually, he just starts speaking in tongues, but the tongues are like the voices of a bunch of different Disney princesses or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you have to have the tie-ins. Oh, absolutely, merchandising. Oh, yeah. yeah. Synergy, Laura. It's and, all and, about well, synergy. It's also like um, in uh, the most recent Star Wars where, you know, you can hear all the Sith and all the Jedi. Oh, okay. And and you can hear all the Disney people, too. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and so poor little baby Yoda has, like, force grabbed these guys. He's messed with Marvy's programming, so he thinks he's like a Disney princess and stops attacking him. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and Joe Pesh, he has, like, forced into a wall and you know, to try to, to try to stun him and keep him there. But remember baby Yoda is very weak still with the force. And so after he does that, he gets very weak. He can't hold it for very long. So he, he must do something to try to incapacitate Joe Pesh long enough for him to get away and like rest and recover. So I bet you being a smart little kid and watching daddy Mando, like do his (laughs) thing for so long, he, he, there's a bunch of weapons lying around. I bet you like he, puts him up against a wall and like drives like a spear or something into like his clothes or his arm or something to try to keep him there for long enough for him to kind of scuttle away and, uh, and rust a little bit and go to his next point of safety. Cause that's what Kevin was doing. He was constantly like moving through the house, going to like his next defendable that's point. Right. Yeah, that's right. He's doing a strategic retreat of sorts. Yeah. Right. And along right. the way, you know, I, I think, Eventually, he has to, um, you know, in this retreat, he's got a mimic in some capacity, you know, one of, it might be the most famous trap, which is the swinging paint cans. Mm. I was just thinking that. We got to do something along with that. That is the most iconic. So what is he going to do? What's he going to put on there as he, as he climbs, you know, up the stairs of the second floor, like hovel that he's in? Hmm. What's going to, what is he Hmm. attaching to long poles and strings? Oil for the ship from the ship or something? (laughs) Yeah. That would work. Yeah. yeah, so he's and there's oil. got they've got to be like in pods or something like storage pods. Yeah, and those extra helmets because they'd be heavy and metallic. Ooh, yeah, and that could store the that could store the oil. Yeah, so yeah, you got the oil from the ship's vessel of oil from the ship, which is like on fire or something. Are we assuming, <laughs> or it's just full of oil, like an oil can? I think I think it's oil first because remember it's always the couple attacks. So the oil can swings. Hits Marvy, who gets knocked back down the stairs. The second one swings and hits Joe Pesh, who gets <laughs> knocked down the stairs. They try to come up again. And then the third one comes down and hits them both in the face. And then, of course, he cuts the line and lights it on fire. And that's when now they have a, fly- a fiery vat of oil <laughs> chasing after them down the stairs. Oh, my God. We're causing so much destruction. Well, he thinks he's playing. Yeah, that's, he does yeah. think he, yeah, he, thinks he's, he thinks he's playing with these guys. He doesn't know that they're trying to invade. So he scuttles up the stairs. They are trying to put the fires out on themselves and, and wipe off all of the oil. But of course, since it's oil, they're trying to climb up the stairs and now they keep slipping down it too. Oh, yes. yeah. Lots of slapstick. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, got yeah, the oil allows for lots of slapstick. And Joe Pesh realizes that he's lost his prized gold tooth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he does have a gold tooth. <laughs> that's the thing that really sets him off is the paint can knocks his teeth out. And it's one of them is yeah. his gold tooth that he's fond of for some reason. Yeah, does it make it? Does it make him want to really get Baby Yoda now? Oh yeah, because it's personal. 
Absolutely. And at this point, Joe Pesci should go full Scorsese movie, Joe Pesci, where he's just so angry. Oh, yeah. He's really going after. Like, the, like go home and get your shine box, Joe Pesci. Yes. That level of Joe Pesci. Good fellas. Like angry good fellas where he's killing people. And then poor little baby Yoda doesn't know what to do. He's scared. I think we do need because uh, one, the Disney overlords will demand it, but also uh, because it would make for <laughs> a good meme and good slapstick. And like you know, like Mel Brooks said, it's all about the merchandising. At some point, I think uh, they need to uh, march past a pile of Baby Yoda merchandise, and Baby Yoda <laughs> is just sitting in the pile of merchandise, blended in <laughs> Scooby Doo yes. style, hiding in plain sight. Yes, and you know he just walks in the other direction. <laughs> oh, oh, I love so. That. This is the next trap. So they finally get up the stairs and they're looking around this room and they see like a pile of baby Yoda things with those beady eyes looking at them. And of course they like look at it a little bit, but as they approach it, they step onto a carpet on the floor, but actually it's just a hole in the floor and they fall with the carpet straight through the floor, back to the first floor where they started. Yes. Yes. That's perfect. That would, I think that might've been home alone too, lost in New York, but still, we still a valid. Use it. Yeah. We can still use it. People aren't going to be super picky about you went from the wrong home alone movie. At least I hope they won't. I don't know. This is um, star Wars fans. We're talking about those bitches get hardcore. I always think like the more, the more fodder that a, a franchise has, like the more, things that they have to pull from for a canon, the more guardians of that canon must exist. So like there's a ton of Star Wars books. There's a ton of Superman comics. There's a ton of of Star Trek things. So like, I think that those human beings, since they have so much to draw from to say you're wrong and I can prove it and allow me to give you the 17 point Ted talk demonstration as to why the more that there are, (laughs) (laughs) the stronger that they feel. Yeah. Can't be a 16-point TED Talk. Not, no, no, no. Not, yes. not enough points in that TED Talk. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Plus, plus, a lot of people think of them like they get a lot of status from being the guardians of Star Wars. So it's, it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole deal. Now, are um, we gonna, are we gonna have George Lucas remake this or like redo this movie with a bunch of unnecessary CGI after? <laughs> well, yeah, in like a, in like ten years. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He'll get the rights back. <laughs> When movies finally go to like 3D holograms so that you can actually see them played out like around it in front of you, it'll have to go to Disney digital 4D blue screen ray disc or something. And that's when he'll release like a bunch of extra footage. Oh, by the way, George Lucas is going to just try and put Jar Jar Binks into this and have him visually <laughs> inserted as a child. So, so, so what I was going to suggest is because uh, Kevin does, you know, in the whole setup, Kevin does call the police a few times. Yes. And when the police come, either there's nothing wrong or his parents are still around and they get angry at him. So I almost wonder if uh, Baby Yoda could somehow contact the authorities, but they send Jar Jar Binks down and Joe Pesh just shoots him. Oh my god. If he tries to contact the police, stormtroopers show up because those are the jackasses that like always show up when you call the authorities. Yeah. Sure, let's go. If we wanna if we wanna like we might have to sacrifice a quality meme of killing Jar Jar, but we can go with the stormtroopers. Well, I think both, like because there's yeah, the the first the first one is one, and then of course Jar Jar shows up, gets shot, and that's when the neighbors are like, hmm, there's been a lot of extra extra special hijinks happening over there today. And I just heard laser fire. Maybe now I should actually call the actual cops, and that's when the stormtroopers show up. This uh, not a real cop at all. This is not only neighborhood watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a, by the you way, you're fucked a, when Jar Jar Binks is your neighborhood watch. Oh, absolutely. There was a funny interview from the most recent Star Wars movie press tour where somebody did a Jar Jar Binks impression for the guy who plays C3PO and he looked physically in pain having to listen to it. <laughs> oh my God. Even, even he's just like, no. Just, just no. All right. So George Lucas tried. Well, okay. So we have Jar Jar show up. He gets killed in the original, but in the George Lucas remake, George Lucas digitally reinserts him as a sidekick to Joe Esh, Esh and Marvy. He's the one who guards the the guards the spaceship. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he's like the getaway driver. <laughs> yes, for no reason in there. So little baby Yoda's exhausted. The guys are coming after him. And then, like, is Mando, like, is Mando, did Mando finally give up on the mission and turn around? He would have had to, right? I mean, would, would, would he have finished the mission first, though? 
I feel like it might be better if he gives up on the mission and decides Baby Yoda is more important because then they can have that heartwarming ending. Yeah, like he, so he holds like the bounty, the bounty chip or the bounty puck in his hand. And he looks at that and he looks at like the bare blanket that he still has held in his hand from that, that nothing is in and he has to, and then it just cuts away. And so we were like, oh, what choice did he make? And then just, you know, two <laughs> scenes later, he shows up. And so we know. Yes. Are okay. we going to find out that eventually he was after, uh, Joe Pesh and Marvy all along. Ooh, maybe. I like it. I like That's that. A, it's too. meta. It's, it all comes around together. So the guys are hunting Baby Yoda. He's super exhausted. He's used all of his force energy to try and resist them after Pesci went full Goodfellas. But now he's exhausted <laughs> and the guys are like about to get him and kidnap him. Maybe they get him. Maybe they actually get him and they're about to take him away. And then Mando finally gets there. Oh, yeah. So I think because this is Star Wars, I think they full on finally catch him capture him throw him in a sack because that's apparently how you transport <laughs> a very powerful baby yoda and then they sure, get them not? they get him on the ship and so the ship is taking off in one direction and mando is landing in the other and sees the ship taking off and sees like a bunch of like the scuffles and spilled oil and everything around his property and realizes like oh my god what happened that ship must be where he is and so mando now has to go after that ship to grab him and of course catches him docks with him and then has to fight them off in order to get baby yoda back yes okay and that's up that's, that's a climactic space duel oh yeah because you have to have that and so i think it's like contractually obligated that there is a space battle oh yeah absolutely you gotta you gotta have that i mean if you don't have that you're not making so or or we have we combine the two things. That'd be pretty cool. Oh man, the duel of the fates—the one good part of Phantom Menace. Unless you're a Jar Jar fan, in which case, hi. We hope you enjoyed us, and killing him. We hope we have destroyed your hero. And you'll like it. Okay. So, okay. Space battle, space battle. We've killed your king. Now we kill your god. Oh, yeah. To quote Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther, is this your king? Is this your king? I don't think anybody would say Jar Jar is their king. <laughs> Imagine the people who would, Sean. Imagine the people who would. I prefer not to. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can feed them Olive Garden breadsticks. I will be their new god. <laughs> you will replace Look Jar Jar. Me. Look at me. I am your god now. When has Jar Jar given you breadsticks? Never. Okay, so space battle. Anything special happen in the space battle or is it just kind of typical Star Wars space battle stuff? Oh, I think that during the space battle, they're going to go right at Mando. Like they're they're going to have their weapons charged and ready. And of course, yes. Baby Yoda wakes up the last second and just like jumps and covers the pilot's eyes. Yeah. Because that's totally like a little kid thing. It is a little yes. kid thing. But if Baby Yoda's in the spaceship, then Mando can't shoot down the spaceship because then Baby Yoda might be injured. He is a high-class weapons expert. He knows exactly where to shoot in order to disable, not destroy. Okay. Because he has to bring yeah. in so many bounties alive. Like, he's probably oh. used to disarming spaceships so that they have to drift in space. And then he can just board them or take them from there, you know? Oh, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah, see, we would have experience with it. Okay. Oh, yeah. He that. knows exactly what to do to disable the ship. And so he okay. fires at it him a couple times, probably. Yeah, it is the way. <laughs> probably takes their main thrusters and weapon systems offline with a couple of direct shots. Because this, these are obviously not highly trained bounty hunters. Right. Like, yes. Because if not, you would know, very similar to like the John Wick one, like, there's certain people's things you just don't try to steal. <laughs> so, and I think that after the events of the Mandalorian, everyone has learned that you do not steal the Mandalorian's little baby. So as the Mandalorian is to John Wick, Baby Yoda is to the dog. Cor and the car, yes. Yeah. Okay. And we also see that Harry and Marv are not very good thieves to begin with. I mean, I think yes. there's even a cutaway joke on Family Guy that uh, if they were competent, then all that's happening is... Uh, you know, they wrap their hand up to open the door instead of burning it. And then, you know, as soon as Kevin appears, they just shoot him in the head. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, they're really not good at what they're doing. So there's they, no reason to expect that. They do. You so. know, Marvy and yes. Joe Pesh are any different. Also, at this point, is Marvy still saying Dis pro Disney propaganda like Bob Iger is Lord? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that every so often you've got to throw in like a when you wish upon a star, like like random clip. Like he's just going yes, absolutely Joe. haywire. 
And Joe Pesci and Joe yeah. Pesci's angrily piloting a ship, and he's just like, anytime you see, just like Marvy comes in with whole new world or something. Joe and of course, <laughs> after they get caught oh. and after their engines are disabled, all you hear is Marvy turn to Joe Pesci and go, Joe Pesci, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> that, Laura, that's how you get synergy. I, th- I think it's also when um, they sort of like, uh, you know, if he's doing it almost like a tick and, you know, sparks are flying like he's malfunctioning. I think it's also if Joe Pesh says anything that would cue him to a Disney number, I think he has oh, to yeah. go along with it. Oh, OK. So we, maybe he begrudgingly like sings along with it for a point. OK. It's like, you know, where are we, you know, where are we. So there's a um, there's a planet called uh, Manan, which is basically it's a giant ocean. So he goes, yes. you know, cheese it. We're getting out of here and going to Manan. We'll hide out under the sea. Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> and the, bar, and the, and the bar just starts going off and, and Joe Pesh mm. has like some kind of a, a hammer or wrench that he takes out of his out of his pocket and just starts banging on his head a couple of times. Is it in just the Marv voice or does it play the original Sebastian reggae crab? Hmm. I think it might be like um, sort of like Wally, where he can play back something that he's heard recorded. So it might it might be Sebastian. Ooh, that works. I like that. Yeah, okay. that makes so, sense. All right. So we're in a space battle. So like how can also play back voices. This is true. Yes. Yeah. Droids are smart like that. Okay, so space battle, Mando's shooting but not killing, Marvy is singing Disney songs, Joe Pesci's getting angry, and eventually like he's able to take down the ship and have it like not die. Yeah, he puts their thrusters offline, so now they can't go anywhere. Takes their okay. weapons offline so they can't shoot anymore. So now there's just it's just Joe Pesci and Marvy in the ship. They've got the baby and they have, you know, like some weapons of their own and Mandalorian is boarding their ship to get the baby back. So <laughs> at that point, and of course, you know, you've got Marvy spouting off Disney princess songs every so often as they're trying to like come up with a plan. And eventually Mandalorian storms the bridge. Joe Pesh grabs baby Yoda and puts a gun to his head and is like, you know, trying to threaten him to, to get off the ship. And with his last little act of of baby Yoda strength, I think he just reaches out and just bites the shit out of Joe Pesh's hand, like just bites him. And so he like starts, you know, reacting to that. And then the Mandalorian takes the advantage and is able to like knock out Joe Pesh and and get the baby back. Nice. And yeah, baby Yoda is able to save himself at the last minute there. And then we have the heartwarming reunion where baby Yoda and Mando realize they love and need each other well plus you get the the baby the the meme fodder of like baby yoda's little teeth like sinking into something can you imagine how many like yeah that would be an awesome meme like like baby yoda at thanksgiving or whatever it is it'd basically be like somebody would take a picture of baby yoda sinking his teeth into joe pesh's arm and be like me when i finally get my red robin order from grubhub like (laughs) (laughs) yeah me booty or it would be <laughs> me, me when I finally get that first order of breadsticks from Olive Garden. Yeah, oh, yeah. bless him, Laura. Get the sponsor. You're b- between the Disney synergy and you with the sponsorship. You're being very good with the sponsorships and the corporate synergy today. I'm proud of you. I just don't want to be sued. <laughs> they did pay us five hundred million dollars. That's a whole lot of bread. Where's my cut? <laughs> Your cut is one hundred twenty-five million dollars. No, where is it? But it's in breadstick form. You have to go get it once a once a day for the next like sixty days. You have a, a supply of breadsticks worth one hundred twenty-five million dollars that lasts another two months. I'm pretty sure if. Olive Garden gave us five hundred million dollars. We would actually end up owning Olive Garden, which is a curse. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the sponsorship is a curse. Oh my gosh, it's like it's like the Dybbuk box or the monkey paw. Like you can't just give it away. Like you have to somehow trick somebody into bargaining it away. <laughs> Listen, maybe the current CEO of Olive Garden was cursed to own Olive Garden and and has been wandering the earth. And now, finally, he will get to be set free if he just uh, gives the Olive Garden to somebody else. He can finally move on to managing the macaroni grill like he's always wanted. It's been, it's been <laughs> Romano's, here I come. <laughs> I figured he'd go. And then after that, it's Sabaro. He's just going He's just going all the way down for fast food chains. He hopes to one day reach the height of Carabas. Oh, man. Wow. Well, <laughs> we, all, we should... We, we should all be so ambitious, Sean. 
I like Karamas. I don't see what the problem is. I don't, I don't think I've had it in years, to be honest. I'm assuming you actually like it better than Olive Garden. And in, in, I went out with a friend in New Hampshire once, and she's like, oh, I know this really great place around the corner we can go to eat. And she's called Romano's, and I have never been to a macaroni girl in my life. And so I'm driving around <laughs> this stupid plaza in New Hampshire looking for like this quaint little bistro she's described to me that's called Romano's. I'm like, I cannot find a Romano's around here. She's like, yeah, it's right here. It's in the it's in the center. I'm I can see you driving around. Just park and, and come in. I was like, that's called that's a that's a macaroni grill. Why is why are you calling it Romano's? Don't church it up. It's a macaroni grill. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking red. <laughs> Romano's calling it Romano's is like me trying to say that the Olive Garden's real name is like. I don't know. I'd have to come up with some fancy, like the Olive Oasis or something. Like, don't yeah, church Shea it up. Louise. It's like calling the BK Lounge. <laughs> yeah, Shea like, Louise Olive Oasis. Ugh, it's not. It's well. not McDonald's. It's 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 farm to table or something. Like, it's like no, don't don't fancy it up. That's a macaroni grill. Well, we 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 hope you've enjoyed this section of let's remake a movie called let's I'm remake. So a glad we stayed on topic. <laughs> yes, really. Next Listen, up, yeah. Uno Uno's uh, restaurant. <laughs> Uno's pizzeria. Yeah, we're, it's we're not taking a pizza, all the pizzeria. It's a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go deep dish. Wait, so they my coworker when I worked at the mall, he used to go to Uno's every day and get the whole hog burger. It's like two burgers pepperoni, pulled pork, bacon, ham, like every meat you can think of. It, can't, it had like 8,000 milligrams of sodium <laughs> and it was like 3,500 oh 3, calories. I'm just estimating that, but I know for sure the sodium was like 8,000. Oh my god! Like what? Oh my god! My acid reflux. Well, then then he he would take the he would take the buns off. So because he was keto, so he's like, "No, it's good." Like, (laughs) I'll be fine. (laughs) So that's the equivalent of ordering the double Big Mac, but with the diet Coke, right? Yep. (laughs) Which I've done. Oh Oh my god. (laughs) We finished Baby Yoda Home Alone. Like some shenanigans were had, some oil was spilled. Joe Pesci swore a lot, and then Mando and Baby Yoda renewed their adopted father-son bond. Well, oh. of course, but and- then you need that funny little that funny little bookend. So Mando lands okay. his his craft with Baby Yoda in tow back at their homestead. He, you know, looks out and surveys the mess. And so he's slowly cleaning it up and baby Yoda's just like playing in the yard. And then a delivery dude, you know, rides up with the golden arches on his back and hands the Mandalorian like a huge bill for the amount of chicken nuggets that was ordered (laughs) on his tab like four (laughs) days ago. And he just, and he just looks at it and just looks down and just like shakes his head. And that's the end of it. Oh, okay. And then make it funny and on funny and on a funny note. He he just like he just like he has to pay, f- figure out how to pay it, so he has to take more bounty jobs in order to to pay the the chicken nuggy bill, and so and that'll, just, of course, and that'll of course lead into Baby Yoda Home Alone Two Lost on Tatooine, <laughs> or Lost on Coruscant. Actually, yeah, Coruscant would be better because it's lost in New York. We'd have to get a cameo from like a Mark Cuban or somebody that owns a hotel. It's, it's a space billionaire, <laughs> Elon Musk. Oh, well, he doesn't own oh, a yeah, hotel. Elon Musk. Oh, it would be Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk wants to. Yeah, he would. He would own a fictional Star Wars uh, condo. All right. So I think we we did it, y'all. We recorded Baby Yoda Home Alone. It was adorable, and some memes were made. Even though we'd have Joe Pesci cursing like a sailor. He gets. I think. I think he gets one f bomb. I think you only get one in like a PG thirteen. I don't know. I forget what the rules uh, are. Every yeah, for PG thirteen, you get one f bomb. There you go. Uh, one, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci gets one f bomb that he can use. And the thing is, in F-bombing. Home Alone, Chris Columbus made him do that like under his breath, which was the funniest part of his character. Oh yeah, totally. Because apparently he was sort cursed- of dastardly and mutley thing. Yeah, yeah. Apparently I mean, he was cursing like a sailor, like in between takes, just because he's so used to swearing. Well, yeah. Have you seen how many mobster movies he's been in? I did watch like the making of Home Alone and like the whole the whole thing with Chris Columbus and how they thought it wasn't going to work like six times, but still kept pouring <laughs> money into it and keep and kept going. Um, <laughs> it's the high. It's the highest grossing Christmas movie of all. Christmas, wow. Christmas movie. So I think we can give him one f bomb. We'll make it a PG thirteen, and and yeah, that'll be it. Listen, okay. Well, I mean, this movie's got everything. It's got Baby Yoda. It's got the Mandalorian. It's got Joe Pesci with meme one f bomb. Yep. Yeah, memes and McDonald's chicken nuggies. It does have the chicken nuggies. By the way, sponsorship tie in. 
absolute yeah. sponsorship time. Yeah. Plus listen. we get to see like baby adolescent rancors, which, you know. I've always wanted to see that. I yeah. They'd be cute. With their headgear and acne. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you they're know, so angry. No, just me. That's why That's they're just, so angry. I just, I just I'm thought so of, angry all the time and I don't know why. <laughs> Disney, Disney Plus, McDonald's, and Olive Garden can call us. <laughs> okay, listen. We're, we're going to make them all so much money. We're going to get yes. so many breadsticks out of this. Well done, guys. Call we us. Don't sue us. Yeah. What, yeah. Now we should probably make a spin-off of this where it's weekend at Bernie's but with Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I would so watch that. What if it's like it's it's, it's and it's just Poe and Finn. Just trying <laughs> to keep him alive. Around. <laughs> oh, it's a call cool yeah. from somebody. I'm pregnant, then it's yours. Finn, we're gonna have company. <laughs> 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 also, one thing the one thing that the baby that uh, the baby Yoda home alone has to end on is baby Yoda looking off like Mando sees the bill for the chicken nuggies. Baby Yoda looks down, cut to black. I'm all right, but <laughs> worry about me. Yep, and then we end with the Kenny Loggins. Perfect with um the um with the Sarlacc bursting out of the Sarlacc pit and dancing like the Gopher from uh yes yes. 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 Oh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's how we do it. That's how. Oh man, that's even better. Me and material. We're make, we're giving Disney so many memes. They should mm. be grateful. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Remake a Movie. Connor, play us out. I'm all alone with nothing but my chicken nuggies. One of the people following me looks like Joe Pesci. I wanted to be all by myself But can I survive without the Mando's help? I'm home alone I'm home alone Being all cute and making your favorite memes The Mando left me behind And the Bounty Hunter's Guild wants to take me alive And my Build-A-Bear will cost $39.95 My Build-A-Bear will cost $39.95 Hey, we gotta kidnap that kid and make some money! Hail Bob Iger! What the hell are you talking about? Hail Bob Iger! Yeah, shut the hell up, Moth! He maximized shareholder value! They call me Baby Yoda but I'm just a child I can use the force But only for a little while Pesci is on the attack When will the Mando get back? I'm home alone I'm home alone Being all cute and making your favorite memes the Mando left me behind And the Bounty Hunter's Guild wants to take me alive And my Build-A-Bear will cost $39.95 And my Build-A-Bear will cost $39.95 I got him! I got the kid! Hail Bob Iger! Let's get him in our spaceship and get that money! Hail Bob Iger! Ah, you're such a sellout! Through him we have our baby Yoda me. You better be getting stock options for this. You bet your ass I am. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Remake a Movie. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you want to support us, like, subscribe, and drop a comment. We are available on all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Let's Remake a Movie, and send us your ideas for which movies we should remake next. Thank you so much, and see you next time.